Hello? Sorry, we can't come to the phone right now. It's girls' night. Hey, girlies. Welcome back. It's Shawnee. And it's Adela. And this is Girls Night. Night. We're your besties that give you the real deal on all those uncomfortable issues most people don't like to talk about. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. I know that's something that a lot of us face around our age and even older or younger. Like, feel like it's always constantly. So we're excited to get into that. But first, how was your week? My week... Let's let's start off with yours. <laughs> How was your week? <laughs> My week was okay. Like I feel like lately, I don't know if it's the change in season or something shifting, but it just feels off. Like something about life. It feels like I'm really trying to reach for like, uh, I don't know, like a good mood or like a good vibe. But in reality, it's I know kind of gloomy over here a little bit. If I'm if I'm if I'm being honest, it's I think it might be the change in season and just the fact that things are changing. But I'm like really making up making it a priority to like take care of myself knowing that I'm not feeling 100%. Um, So like doing things that make me happy, like small things, you know, going thrift shopping or um, I got my hair done. I know that's not a small thing, but it's it's a big thing because I've been talking about it for years. Um, so I got my hair done. It's really light and different and uh, I'm excited for that. So just trying to be kind to myself and kind of just kind of rolling with it and seeing. I know that this is just temporary, so we'll see. I feel like it's always like that. Like you're in that like very uncomfortable kind of gloomy phase right before you get into like a big shift in your life where it's like small little things and it doesn't seem like the puzzle is being put together but these small little pieces are very important and it's good because even though it is a you know physical change in season at the at the time you know we're going into fall but it's also a change in your season and I think that's that's really good I know this little gloomy part isn't that easy though yeah but it's a little bit more tolerable when you know that you're going through it when you're aware of it versus when you don't know and you're kind of like just thrown into it unaware and you're just struggling to survive well as like the years go on I kind of realize like you know the moments that I do struggle how I can kind of get by easier so I think it's been easier this year than most years so I'm really proud of myself for that good uh let's see my week my week was complete shite (laughs) (laughs) yeah my week was not the best I got COVID for a second time this year Mm. while being sick I realized I absolutely hate hate being unproductive and I know that rest is good for you of course everyone should take the time that they need to rest um you know their bodies and mentally and everything especially if you're sick you definitely you have to get rest of course but I don't like being sick I don't like not being able to do anything that I do Like, I was unable to do work. I was unable to, you know, do um, chores. Like, I was unable to do things. But thankfully, I had my wonderful man who was here helping, taking care of me. 
Disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are just two women providing personal opinions and experiences to help others. If you or someone you know is in need of urgent care, please contact official professionals. Suicide hotline and abuse hotline have been provided for you in the episode description. All right, so speaking of experiencing imposter syndrome, when was the last time that you could recall that you experienced it? I feel like right now my entire life is imposter syndrome. Like I feel like I'm just kind of going through life and pretending to be a responsible adult. And I still feel like a child at heart. Like I literally will be driving and I'm like, how am I driving a car right now going to like a hair appointment and going to pay for it with my adult money? Like when did this happen? You know, like like it, it just feels crazy. I think more recently, I think also in our relationship, we have matured so much and we are like talking about having babies and even that feels crazy to think like I'm at a point in my life where I'm mentally prepared I think because I don't know what it's going to be like when the baby's actually here or when we actually have a baby you know but I think we're both ready to have a baby but even to be in the position where you think you're ready to have a child like who are we like when did we get here who do we think we are like who do we think we are to like first of all think that we can afford to have a child (laughs) and be responsible enough to take care of another human being it just feels crazy I feel like my entire life is a lie like I'm literally like pretending to be this adult that I'm really not but I know that I am like it's just such a weird feeling how about you I think the first time that I experienced imposter syndrome in my personal life like outside of the workplace which is like another thing but in my personal life it'd be when I when me and aunt first bought our house and moving in and seeing all of our neighbors and all of our neighbors in the neighborhood very nice very kind but everyone is older everyone I don't know they have like these adult jobs and like or they're retired and here we are like two little kids you know (laughs) pretending to like playhouse like two kids you know we bought our house when I was 22 and aunt was 21 and I remember and still to this day this happens all the time where people will come up to us and they'll be like oh is your mom or dad home no we are the mom and dad this is our house that's so funny that's never happened to me They It happens so frequently and there will be people, you know, that introduce themselves to us, like our neighbors around will introduce themselves to us and they'll be like, oh, you know, we haven't met you guys before. Who are you? Like, you know, who lives with you? Or they think like either multiple people live in this house. That's not just him and I or it's our, our parents that live in this house or something. And then we'll tell them like, no, like this is our house. You know, we own this house. Like, we're not renting. No, we own this house. This is our house. And they're like, how old are you? And we'll tell them. And then they'll be like, what What the fuck do you do for a living? Like, how are you able to afford this house? And I remember a guy that came too. I think it was last year. Um, he came and he was talking about like windows getting remade. And he gave his card to aunt and he was like if your parents ever want their windows um changed or whatever and then aunt was like well my parents don't live here like my wife and I live here and the guy was like what the fuck do you do for a living bro like how old are you and aunt told him 
how old he was. And then the guy was like, I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> Aww. And I can't, when Aunt came inside and told me and showed me the business card and he told me the story, I was like, I, I don't know, it still feels so surreal all the time being here and getting to experience like, you know, the life that I dreamed of with the partner that I dreamed of. And it just doesn't feel real. And I always feel like it's it's not my place. Like, I'm I'm not meant to be here. I know I am, but it just doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I totally relate to that feeling. How about, like, in the workplace? Tell me about the experience you had with imposter syndrome in the workplace. Mm, so the workplace, it wasn't until I started working emergency care. Um, like urgent care, emergency care. And I was taking it serious. Like I would, well, obviously I was taking it serious always, but I mean, like I wanted to continue my career there and, you know, move up in the company. So I was training, I was doing more, you know, getting more certificates, doing more programs, um, really like educating myself so that I could become a manager, supervisor, you know? And I remember moving up and I was so young I was like 18 and I remember moving up and I went from like a scribe to then like a senior scribe and I was training, you know, new scribes that would come in that were older than me or the same age as me. And it just felt weird. And when I say older, I mean like five, six years older than me or like 10 years older than me. And it just felt weird training them. Mind you, I'm like 19, 20 at this point. And then I moved up to supervisor and I remember being in like meetings with other supervisors or like walking into the room and either it was a bunch of, you know, mostly Caucasian were, uh, you know, employees um, or it was people way older than me. And I just felt like I wasn't experienced. I felt out of place because of my, you know, my skin color and I just, I don't know, I, I still was working on my degree. I was still in college and I just didn't feel like it was my place to be there, even though I had worked so hard for so many years to be there. And it was the looks of the specific people, you know, the Caucasian people that would look at me as if I just didn't belong. And it made me feel like that at times, too. But it was just crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I I, what about I kind of felt that a little bit in when I was like working in the autism field because all of the teachers and teacher assistants were all adult women with children and families and, um, you know, like above 30 years old. And here I am like fresh out of high school um, doing the same job that they're doing. And but I remember them always being very encouraging, you know, like I think I got very lucky where the place I worked, they were always very encouraging. They always told me like, you know, you're really good at what you do. I think you're going to be really great. And at the time, um, I wanted to go get my master's, you know, in speech pathology. That was the goal. And then I think when I realized I didn't want to do that anymore, then it was the whole battle between like, what am I doing now? And then, and then I feel mm -hmm. like imposter syndrome set again, because it's like, when I was going for this career straight path, like there was nothing that was going to keep me from it. I was there was no derailing this was where I was going and then all of a sudden everything changed and there was like a rock on the in the middle of the road and now like where am I gonna go now I had to take like this big ass u-turn and then it's like now what 
who am I? Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, who do I think I am (laughs) not going to school and thinking that I can make it as like an entrepreneur, you know, like, like, seriously, it just feels like who do I think I am all the time. But I think I got lucky in the in the workforce when it comes to that, because everybody was always pretty encouraging, even though it felt weird to work with adults that were so much older than me, they were always very nice and kind and encouraging. That's good. I think it's very difficult from what I would see and experience, especially like in school, like doing pre-med and trying to go to do medicine and go to medical school. It was very difficult for me. And I could see for like a lot of my colleagues, like seeing them with the classes being either predominantly white or a lot of the instructors and professors, you know, saying it's really a long shot for you, like telling them your dream medical school and, them, you know, kind of like shutting it down and them saying, you know, you're better off at like a safety school or staying where you are rather than trying to shoot for the stars because if you were to get in, it'd really be them doing it because they need a diverse diversity rather than it be because you deserve they it. They said that? They have said, like, they they would say it. And it wouldn't be, like, you know, that whole paragraph at the, you know, at that moment. But they would say, like, parts and, you know, parts like that, especially when you would, like, apply to certain schools, like, especially, like, the Ivy Leagues. It was, like, you're very courageous. You know, you're very courageous for where you come from. And if you were chosen, it would probably be it would probably be because of your background and because you're low income and because you're, you know, of uh, you're a person of color, you know, because they need diversity, this and that, you know. Another thing that reminded me when you said low income is the fact that me and you like not to get into finances, but we're I don't think we're considered low income anymore, you know. (laughs) like our tax bracket is no longer considered low income and not to brag you know not to say like it wasn't hard as fuck to get here because it sure as hell was and I think we're both very lucky um that we came from low family low income families and we were able to make it to where we are right now and I'm so grateful and so thankful that we are but it's also crazy to think we are adults with adult money (laughs) like and what are we and how did we even get here like it's just it's just so crazy. It feels surreal. And I I know exactly when I started to feel that exactly that you're, you know, stating like that exact moment was when I was giving a tour to my mom for the first time, like of my home. And I remember my mom being so sad. She was happy for me, but she was sad. And I was like, why are you sad? And I was like, why are you, you know, like, I feel like you're not like genuine, like what's going on? And I remember her telling me, like, I'm so happy for you because you made it out like you did it, but I don't get to. And it felt like that point it hit me like I really did make it out and I'm so happy and proud that I did. And I'm sad that I I can't do it for my family now. I know that one day I will. But I don't know, at that moment, I realized, like, I really did make it out of everything that I said that I just didn't want to be in anymore. Like, the place that I didn't want to be in, like, I, I'm I'm out of that phase. Yeah, like, we both made it out of our hometowns, and we're not too far out. Like, we're not farther than, like, 30, 35 minutes from our hometowns, but we still made it out of our hometowns, whereas 
a lot of people still haven't been able to. A lot of people are still living with their parents or renting an apartment still in our hometown, you know? And it's it's insane to think that we made it out at such a young age and like we really are living adult lives. It also makes me feel like very, very grateful for where I stand. And like, especially during this like weird episode or like transition in my life, it, it just, I like to take moments to like really sit down and be like, like, look at where you are and look at how far you've come. And it sure sometimes it feels like a dream. It feels like I'm just floating and somehow life is like flying by like in front of me and somehow I'm doing things and I don't realize how. But also it's like, remember all the hard work we put into where we are, like all of the dedication and all of the, the, the work and everything that goes on behind the scenes. And it just stop into look and like really appreciate and take in everything you've done and how far you've come and where you are. It just really is incredible to think. When you actually look at all the hard work, especially being first generation, right? First generation Latinas to be able to get out of your hometown. That alone, incredible, incredible. And just the amount of work that we've put into our lives. And I know every first generation Latino, Latina, they feel imposter syndrome all the time. When you're at any type of job, you know, your parents, they maybe work, you know, very hard labor or do things that they never wanted to do because they never got the degree that they wanted, but they pushed you to be able to do that. You know, they pushed you to go to school and to achieve everything that they couldn't. And now you are. And when you do, you look back and you look at your family and you feel so bad that you're at that place where you're okay. And, you know, your family works so hard, but they're not in the same place as you anymore. And you start to feel that imposter syndrome. And I feel like you really just shouldn't. It's really easier to say than to do, but you really shouldn't, you know, feel imposter syndrome because you worked at, you know, just as hard. Like you are a first generation student or, you know, worker, Latino, Latina, you know, person of color, your first generation. That's alone. I don't even know the words for it. I'm like, one, I'm in shock, two, I'm about to cry. I know, I feel that shit too. I'm like, why am I getting emotional over this topic? You sit there and you realize like you went to school and you got through school and your parents did everything they did for you and if you just take a second to look at where you are no matter where you are you're doing amazing Uh, i made a rule i wasn't gonna cry this season at least not as much and we're only on episode two it really does make you feel kind of bad though to like to like look back and realize like what you left what you left behind and um and then eventually you grow up and you realize like maybe you're view on life isn't the same as it was when you were growing up or the same that your parents had when you were growing up so then not only are you changing financially you know career-wise school-wise education-wise like not only are you changing that way but you're also changing mentally and you start to become a little bit more distant with who you were when you were a child or the things that you were kind of told to follow and and then you have to set those boundaries with your family and you have to leave them behind because they no longer believe or you no longer believe those things. Those things for you are no longer morally correct. And then having to feel like you really did leave it behind in everything, in every aspect. And, and you have to set those boundaries for yourself because 
because it's healthy too because you have to look out for yourself because again nobody is going to look out for you the way that you're going to look out for you so if someone something's making you feel uncomfortable even if it's a family member even if it's somebody who's close to you you have to set boundaries but it becomes very hard to then sit and look back and and look at like how far apart you are now from your family like how distant you are and that doesn't mean that you know we don't love them and wish the best for them and I would fight for them if they ever needed anything but we kind of just you grow up and you become this whole person with this whole family and this whole goal and career and everything kind of changes and and I think that's kind of what we're going through or what I'm going through right now realizing that I am becoming an adult like I'm 24 years old and we own property and I have a husband and we're thinking about kids and things are changing and it just it just feels so distant from being a child and I know that it's supposed to happen but it's just hard to look at it right now and to to face it sometimes Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at girlsnightpodcast underscore and on TikTok at girlsnightpodcast. Anyway, to like move forward from this sad moment, let's get into some educational statistics. Uh, I really want to talk about the statistics of Hispanics, especially first generation, going to college, making out of their hometown. Uh And if you could believe, only 20% of U.S. students enrolled in degree-granting institutions are Hispanics. 20%. I feel like that's really high compared to, like, the 1970s. It was only 4%. It's every 4 in 10 Hispanic student that they're the first in their family to attend college. Four in ten. I feel like I can I can see That's that. Yeah, I, pretty- can see, I feel like a lot more first-gen Hispanic. Like, even just going to school, I remember seeing so many Hispanic girls, like women and men, too, of course. But, like, so many more Hispanic people in school. It was so cool to see. And when you look at the workforce, the workforce, like... I wouldn't even say really including like blue collar jobs and, you know, but just like the workforce regular employment. 18% of the U.S. labor force are made up of Hispanics, specifically first generation Latinos. I'm really impressed. I think we should all be really, really proud. Even if you don't go to school or, you know, you don't do a traditional job or, you know, but just... You making it out, just doing what you love, you know, what you're curious about, going to school, not going to school, whatever you end up doing, you're part of that percentage of Latinos that are here trying to make a difference and trying to make a name for themselves and trying to do something with them, their lives, you know? These statistics are a great way of us really knowing that imposter syndrome is really all in your head and a lot of us feel like we aren't ready and we're not meant to be in these certain positions even though we've worked our fucking asses off and we deserve every ounce of it 
And a really good piece of advice that I've been clinging to that I heard on TikTok by a really great TikToker at Serena Carrington. She said, if you weren't ready, you simply would not have the opportunity. And I think about that every single day, everything I do. If you were not ready, you would not have the opportunity. And that's how you have to look at imposter syndrome. I think that's syndrome. a really good piece of advice to be for it to be phrased that way, and for you to like have it kind of like as a ma- as a mantra, you know, because it's true. If you couldn't do it, if you couldn't be where you are right now, the opportunity wouldn't have risen. And sometimes, sometimes opportunities seem impossible, and it's like, how the hell? But you just got to take it. You got to take it and run sometimes. And you you are more capable of doing things than you than you even know. That's very true. You really have to look at that specific part of your life, you know, what you're doing, whether it be career or your living situation or anything. You know, if you're doing the things that you love and you just feel like, no, I feel out of place because I'm not, I don't have this degree or I don't have this much experience as the next person or I'm not a certain skin color like they'd prefer fuck that like you did the time you put in the work like you deserve exactly where you know you deserve exactly what you have exactly where you are you've worked your ass off for it so just look imposter syndrome in the eye and say fuck you bitch get out sometimes honestly you really do just have to fake it till you'll make it and uh and just know that like you are meant to be where you are right now like you said So, girlies, we appreciate you guys so much. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. We hope you guys enjoyed our special topic for today. It's definitely something I think we all go through. So um, just know that also you're not alone. You're not experiencing this by yourself. We're all in this together. And remember that if you need any help, do not be afraid to reach out. Shani and I are always here. Our DMs are always open no matter what, no matter who you are. With that being said, we hope you guys go to our Instagram at girlsnightpodcast underscore. Leave us some questions, comments, stories if you have any on our I Hear You highlight or in our DMs. Follow us on TikTok at girlsnightpodcast and we'll see you guys next Thursday for the next Girls Girls Night. Night. Girls Night.